You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Hey guys, we are back. It's so great to have you guys back listening. We are home from our hiatus. We are ready to jump into everything summer. We've all been up to a lot this summer. A lot of changes have been going on, especially in this threesome. And uh, one thing in particular is what we're going to talk about today. You guys, Jen is engaged. We engaged. Are, we're so happy and so proud to have a full-on relationship start, blossom, and come to this, it's not the final stage, but it's close, stage, while all being documented in real time on our show right here. You guys, I also had the pleasure of my relationship starting while we were in this first season of our podcast, which, oh my God, that sounds crazy. But this is a little bit different because Jen's relationship has developed over a much shorter time frame, so the fun is like jam-packed in and it's super exciting. So we're going to unpack all of the things that have grown over the last handful of months because there are like tons of teachable lessons and helpful tips for you all happening in real time that are in, you know, if you guys are in the same spot of your relationship or hoping to get there soon. Because this has all unfolded at a more rapid pace than it might for anyone else and for all you that are trying to keep up with your brains. And we're curious about a couple of questions. So let's just put it to rest right now. Jen. Let's just get this out of the way because this is what we ask. I did this for my friend Nate too when he got engaged quickly. There's no babies on the way, right? And uh, there's nobody needing citizenship or anything like that. There isn't any um, extenuating circumstances. This is pure love. <laughs> yes, this is pure love. Um, no babies on the way. Maybe never. Maybe not till 2025. Who oh, knows? Jesus. Here we go. Can't can't you just fucking understand that it's not going to work that way? That life doesn't has, work that way? So zip it. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It, didn't you? This is not the quarter you wanted to get engaged in? No, this, this is, is okay. Well, I, I will fill you in on the differentiator between Q2 and Q3 on that one. But, um, no uh, green card is needed. He has a visa for like four years. So we're set there. We also do not have a baby, but we are, yes, engaged. It's when does exciting. a visa run out? It depends. They'll give them to you for different amount of years, depending on what the visa is Work. or however they feel about you, I guess. Maybe his is running out and he just doesn't know. You don't oh, know. He just he's like, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my just God. Rob. It. <laughs> but we just wanted to put all that to bed because we know some people might. I get it. Their brains totally might be going it. there. And sometimes this just happens fast for people. And sometimes it, there's other reasons and whatever it is, it's all good. But no matter what speed you guys are deciding to move at, any of you, there are always like so many steps in dating and relationships. And we think that it's healthy. It's hard to do, but it's healthy to focus on the focus on the present stage. And that's like anything in life, right? Like you're always worried about the past, worried about the future, but like 
focus on what's happening in front of you and enjoy it, right? So be in the moment, enjoy the place you're currently in. So before we start discussing wedding planning and how to stay connected before you get to the altar with Jen, we're going to ask Jen some other questions about, you know, what's happening right now, like how to know if you're ready to accept the proposal that you know might be in the near future, if Jen was surprised by the proposal, and if someone should act shocked if they saw it coming, why she Mm. and her fiance decided to start wedding planning ASAP, and why she thinks this is a good idea in general, and how to enjoy being an engaged couple while also being focused on the future big day. I just want to say that I said so. I told you so. When you when you guys told us that you were planning this month-long European trip, I was like, this motherfucker is going to propose. And you were like, no, his friend's wedding's happening, and he wants to do it with the 50th birthday, and his friends are going to fly in from Australia, and it's a beautiful thing, and we all know it's going to happen. And I was like, no, he's telling you that. He's setting you up because you need to know every detail of everything so like if he doesn't make up a whole different proposal, you're going to be asking him questions about it all the time and probably freaking him out. So I just want to point out I was right. Rob. I was right. Okay, I'm just ahead. impressed that you listened to everything I have to say and remembered all of that. So good on you for being a guy who listens. Yeah. Rob is, <laughs> I would say Rob is a good listener. And that is, I think, probably why he is so engaged in conversations and like can be have like a a healthy love for debate because you take in every fact and you like file it away and then you pull it out when you need it you're like remember that remember that (laughs) um okay you guys so she got engaged in a very romantic and intimate setting in france and we definitely heard the wedding bells all the way here in the usa so Mm -hmm. let's talk about the moment she said we we with our very own newly engaged jen yeah you feel different do you feel different no (laughs) i don't feel different (laughs) um i think in the moment i felt different because it was so new it only happened a week into our trip Mm -hmm. and then we were in a little bubble the rest of the trip because we were away still and not working and on vacation and we were also in such a different time zone that like i couldn't really talk to many people in the us because i was having like a whole day already by the time you guys got up and then you were having a whole day and by the time anybody could talk we were like at dinner or going to bed so it was Really, I think isolating to be away and have this happen, but also kind of a beautiful thing because we got to be in our little romantic European adventure engagement bubble. So for the first part of the trip, it was the engagement trip. And then it did shift into why we really went, which was the wedding. Right. And he kind of took a risk. I mean, we all knew you would say yes, but like you really did think it was going to happen later, right? Yeah. And again, on the way there, he kept throwing me off and saying things like, so, you know, when it does happen, um, like, don't you think like Mochi should be there? That would be cute. Or like, um, so he was like, he was literally just breadcrumbing you, like leading you on to a whole different thought process, which is the risky thing. Because like, what if you really had your mindset on it happening now? What if you wanted Mochi there and you were set on it and all this other shit? And then he does it a week in and you say no or like not now, you know, and then you have this whole other fucking rest of this trip to be awkward and then go to a wedding. Well, I hope, was- hopefully if someone is like at the step where they're considering engagement, like they know the other person well enough to like kind of throw them off, but also like it's still going to be OK. Like, yeah, I'm sure Jen would have thought it was cute if Mochi was there, but he probably also was like, she's going to be fine with what I'm doing. 
Yeah, he does know me fairly well. And he would also know if I would say no to something <laughs> because I told him like not to say I love you yet, you know, like he knows me. So in this case, I think, you know, he wasn't necessarily dead set on any particular day. And I guess that's, we'll start there. So I asked him a million questions after it happened, like an interview. I started filming mm. And I was negotiating like interview time with him because he's like, what are you going to do with all this information? Are you going to post it? And I was like, no, I just want the other side of this love story that I was never a part of. Like you had this whole journey to this proposal that I was not there for. So I want to know how did this go for you? Yeah, and like, was he set on doing it up on the champagne tour or did he just, no. he had the ring in his pocket and he was like, whenever I feel the moment, I'm just going to do it. Okay, so this is how this story goes, guys, because, again, I'm putting the pieces together still. I haven't gotten the full interview out of this guy, so I'll give you what I know as my CSI piecing together. You weren't even necessarily the girl. He was just going to propose to anybody. Honestly, yeah, it, could have been, it could have been the freaking wine taster person. It could have or been her. anything. It really, at this point, no. So um, he had ordered the ring, got it in. The day he got it in, he told me he had to be home because our accountant was sending papers he had to sign and send back, which I was like, we do have an accountant. He does make you sign papers. He's not really traditional in the sense of how he handles things because he has us do different stuff than like DocuSign that we used to do with like other accountants. So anyway, that was a plausible excuse and I did not think anything of it. So he's like, my team's coming to work from the house. I got to sign these papers. So I got to be home to receive them. So I was like, cool. Turns out that was the ring arriving that day. I wasn't home. It was a day I went to the office. So it all worked out that I was just not here for it. So then he's had it since whatever that was. Then he like went around and asked when certain people. What? When was that? I don't remember. I could look back. I, I'll check the tapes, but I don't remember. It was like maybe a couple weeks before we left town. Okay. Yeah, you got to give it a you got to give it a, a a buffer because what if yeah, something whole, how, how like close to the wire it was like ooh, okay yeah. So that happened, and then I guess he like went around asking different people for permission to marry me. I had given him a list. And so he went and did all that, but had to come up with a oh, like a sequence of lies. There weren't God. that many people. There weren't Daddy. that many people. But it was like three. That and he did it. So anyway, okay, point why? Is, because he had lied to me because that many times. Okay, obviously your mom was one of them. Your dad yeah. has passed away. So who in Lou? Like, if someone here has, I like, didn't get a phone call. Away, who? Ha who would you suggest? I guess it's different for everybody, but like the next person in line, like what your uncle. Okay. So I think it's different for everybody. And this is a very unique scenario because I'm mm. the female and there's no dad to ask and the whole thing. But um, I had him ask my mom because she would be very upset if she wasn't. Um, yeah. Although I'm still not convinced she knows she was asked <laughs> because when we got engaged, I called her and or I texted her and I go, thanks for your blessing and sent a picture. And she did not know what that was. Later, I had to FaceTime her and be like, and she was like, oh my God, as though the text never went through. Anyway. Oh. So oh, he texted her. No, no, no. They were in person. She was in town visiting and he asked her face to face, but I'm still not sure she got that. She was asked. Got it. Separate got from it. That, He's like, do you like charcuterie? And she was like, yes. He's like, got it. She Jen, said yes. <laughs> Jen also suspected that that's what he did too. Yes. Because um, when Jan, Jen's mom was visiting town, he, she kept calling Jan Golden, not to be confused with Jen Golden, kept calling Daniel, her son, Daniel's son. No, she didn't say that. And, she, and so he, Jen was like, did he ask her for permission? Because she's like very, so your mom must have amnesia because clearly she remembered in the moment. 
all of the or things. Or she's just there. a great actress and we don't know. And no. She's surprised. Then she's been misusing her time and she should be allocating her resources and talents other places. Okay. So anyway, so my mother, I also had a mask, my cousin, um, one of my cousins that I am extremely close to that also lives down the street that we have a social relationship with that I'm the godmother of his child. Um, I would say that's also the closest cousin I had to that was related to my dad. They had a close relationship. Um, so then I also had him ask Kate. I knew I would have said Kate. I would have yes. said Kate. Kate is very, it, but you guys don't know Kate on the podcast listeners, but she's somebody that we've known for a long time. Jen, one of Jen's, one of Jen's best friends that, um, it will tell you how it is. She will Straight tell you how it is. Straight She'll up. tell you her expectations. She would have had the conversation with him. Like, what are your intentions with my daughter? She also was very close to my dad toward the end. So I felt like that was a good 360 review. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, my cousin, and Kate. And so he good. did all of that. He journeyed around the city <laughs> to do that. And he had to tell me a series of lies as to where he was during all of these things. And none of it registered. He had to turn off his location sharing because, like, we share locations. Jen, you're coming off a little controlling in this story, I guess. Rob, you think I'm controlling with, without this story. So this story is just adding to that. But anyway, so, but he had asked me all that. He's like, who, your dad's not here. Who would you want me to ask for their blessing? Which I thought was amazing of him to know that that should happen. It's a nice thing to do. Very, very uh, chivalrous. Yeah. And he didn't, and very romantic and traditional. And he didn't have to Mm. do all of the people. He could have stopped at my mom. The rest would have been fine. It was nice to have. And I told him that I didn't want him to have to go around the city. And in fact, I thought he'd just send a text maybe, but he actually took Kate to lunch at my favorite restaurant. He went to dinner at my cousin's house and like hung out for hours. And anyway, so all of that was handled. Then we go on the trip and he's sending me all these mixed signals about it happening. He's like, yeah, I haven't even bought it yet. We had this trip, like this trip's so expensive. Like I have to save up for this ring. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this trip is super expensive. He hasn't bought the ring yet. Also, he was sending me into his backpack at different points to get like mints or the Tylenol or his phone out. So I'm like, if if he's sending me into his backpack on this trip, there's no ring. Where would it so be? So it was it was yeah. in the back of your head the whole like from oh, the second course. I got on the plane. Yes, of course. Hello, I'm alive and I got my nails done a color. I asked I him was what color say, to do my you nails. Have to make sure every day you were in a cute outfit because you forgot to take off your fucking Fitbit first. Okay, look, no Fitbit. I actually no, bought a watch yeah. because of you. Every photo, Rob, she has this beautiful ring in the fucking Fitbit on. I had five minutes to text her, take off the Fitbit. Nobody <laughs> wants that in the picture. <laughs> okay, so I had to buy a watch because Lauren scared me into submission. So I bought and then a I had watch to give her posing idea. She's like, I don't even know how to pose with a ring. So I had to give her all of these hints via from, via text all the way from the USA. Like, put your hand here. Hold this. Put oh your hand God, here. Oh, my God, the two of you. Do you anyway. see what I deal with on a on a weekly basis, yeah. people, listeners? No Do you see what I deal with on a you. weekly basis? You're learning Nobody so much. <laughs> anyway, guys, you want to know where the ring was? Yeah, where? In his fucking pocket? No. In his underwear. No, it's in a know. box. Um, <laughs> that'd be so no. weird. It was in his camera bag that I was carrying around. Ooh, and he knows you don't take pictures. No, I don't touch his toys. Like those are his toys. They've got multiple Smart. lenses. There's all sorts of weird things in there. Didn't open that thing one time. That's his problem. It's also mm. smart because the camera, like you wouldn't 
hopefully leave it somewhere. Like I mean, you wouldn't leave a backpack either, but it's a camera. It's expensive. Like you're keeping your eye on it. So then the other, and it's something that you're going to have with you everywhere you go because you're taking pictures. So it's not like you're going somewhere and you're like, Oh, I got to bring my backpack. And it's like, why we're going to dinner, you know, or (laughs) question. So someone took a picture of you whilst getting engaged. So how, how did that happen? If hold on, there's more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go chronological. So, okay. So we were in England bopping around doing all that. We go to Champagne now. We're in Paris and France and Champagne. So we're at that leg of the trip. So he, throughout this like journey, had been in charge of booking Airbnb experiences. So like he would book a day bike riding at the at Versailles. He booked a champagne tasting tour. He booked whatever. He was just in charge of all that shit, not me. I booked like hotels and I don't know. That's really it. But um, so he had booked this private champagne tour and I had somehow seen what it cost because I think he added me to the invite. And I thought to myself, I'm like, that's really expensive for just a private tour of champagne. Like, why is he spending all this? Is it because this could be a proposal? But then he kept telling me it wasn't. So then like, whatever, I got ready that day, had like, I did my hair, I put on a dress and I kind of did that every other day. But like this day I actually did my hair and I was like, maybe on the off chance he proposes at this expensive journey that we're on today, or we just get up. He slipped up just a little bit to give you enough of a, uh, like a a little nod, but it could have been anything. I know he's like bougie like that. And he hates like doing things with other people. I didn't really even know what the other tours cost. So all of them could have been that expensive. I just Mm. didn't know. But so we get ready for this champagne tasting tour. I'm kind of crabby because like, I think I had a stomach ache. I had a headache. I was just like tired. We were rushing. And then we get into the guy's car for the tour. And I was kind of still like a little cranky. And so we, he, Daniel's like texting with somebody. I'm like, who the fuck are you texting with? We know everybody is asleep. Like, who are you texting with? And he's like, oh, the, the tour guy to meet the other guy. Cause we have somebody different taking us since ours is a private tour. And then he'd said, Oh, I'm texting my friend who's in Europe right now. So that'd be on the same time zone. It turns out he was texting the tour guy the whole time, telling him whether it was going to happen or not. Right. She's he, like, she's being a cranky bee right yeah. now. Maybe like, today's yeah. the day. No, no more proposal. I'm she done. She has diarrhea. Yeah. No, he was like, <laughs> maybe today's not the day. I'll let you know. So throughout the day, like I start to get like in a better mood, but also like the champagne starts. Flowing. Champagne helped. Like I wasn't car sick anymore with them. We had lunch, we had more wine. So that's basically what happened. We went on a champagne tasting tour uh, of some place. Then the driver took us to the other place to have lunch. It was just the two of us. Then we walked the streets with the tour guide and he showed us around like the big main street with all the champagne houses. Then from there, he was going to drive us to our last place. And on the way there, he's like, oh, let's stop for um, this place. beautiful view this is the joy of taking a private tour i can actually like show you stuff that i like Mm. so this is what made it seem like it was the tour guide's idea idea. yeah so he's like let's go look at this beautiful view like we i have an extra bottle of champagne i brought just in case we did stop along the way so he like sets us up he's like oh look beautiful chairs they just happen to have like two lounge chairs built into the like ground overlooking this beautiful view there's like other people around because it's a park kind of that has a lookout imagine going to runyon like the top of runyon and there's like a bench but there's other people there you know so anyway we're sitting there drinking champagne just having a normal chat like i'm taking pictures of him he's taking pictures of me and then all of a sudden he like looks over to me and he's like i have a question 
or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, because he always asks me a question with starting with, I have a question. Can I ask you a question or babe? Like he like starts it always with a question. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, what do you want? And then he gets on a knee and like asks me, but like the knee part was not really even registering to me because I thought he just like wanted to be close. Like we're both a little sassy from having champagne. I thought he might kiss me because our chairs were kind of apart. Oh, I see. I didn't realize because I was sitting. So it's not like when you're standing and someone drops to the floor, Mm -hmm. you see a very different position. So he's like, I love you. Like, will you marry me? Some version of that. Were you like, I told you not to say that yet. No, <laughs> not that controlling, Rob. You four. Yeah, exactly. No, Write it so- in a card. Listen. So then he he asks, and I'm like so caught off guard that I didn't even say yes. <laughs> so he was like, we were. I was like, what? What is happening? And I'm like wearing the ring. I'm like, ah, what? And then I like see the tour guide like taking pictures from afar. Daniel didn't even ask him to take pictures. He wasn't Aww. he wasn't looking for that. Like Well, this wasn't his first Daniel. rodeo, I'm sure. He knew he's yeah. like, I should do, yeah, this yeah. is French this, tour right. guide in the Champagne right. region. He's like, yeah. I got exactly. another one of 30. Can we hurry this up? <laughs> exactly. So but probably honestly. So the guy was taking pictures, which is amazing because now I have pictures. Daniel's not that guy, though. He's not like, let me go hire a photographer. Let me make sure this is so inorganically caught. <laughs> so anyway, thankfully, the guy took pictures. But then he, Daniel was like, uh, is that a yes? And I was like, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yes. Because James did said the same thing about me. Like, I don't really remember what he said. He, yeah. We were both sitting down, but he did. We were at a table eating, so it was obvious. But yeah, Jen, totally. I think it's pretty cool. And the, the, the waiter from Olive Garden took your picture, and right? the waiter from, from Olive Garden from before. Like, from before. <laughs> and I was like, first, before I say yes, but not say yes, can you please bring more breadsticks? More breadsticks. Uh, right. No. <laughs> But um, I don't think I said yes until like a couple hours later. He's like, so you did say yes, right? I'm like, hello. Hello. Yeah. No, it's a maybe, but I'm going to keep the ring. uh, The diamond is mine. But yeah, I think that's kind of common because you're just so like, what's happening, you know? And we watch this on movies. So like, unless you go through it, you have a romanticized version of what it's supposed to be and what it looks like. And, you know, it's not, you don't, you're not probably in your head at all. And the guy's probably not even realizing what he's fucking saying. Cause he's probably not in his head, you know, or too much in his head, you know? And then I'm sure that you, it's like my sister, when she got engaged, which is a whole nother episode. I didn't know she got like, engaged, Rob. Oh yeah. It's a whole nother episode. Oh my God. Is it contagious? What? Okay. We'll have to get to that. It's a whole nother episode. Yeah, we need to get <laughs> but, into that. She, she was like, she kind of stuttered through it too, you know, and it wasn't until yeah. like 20 minutes later that she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, you know, like that. Well, then you realized it was happening. Like while it was happening, you weren't like getting a hint a little bit before it was like very in the moment. It was very in the moment. Okay. So also right before this happened. So I remember I told you at the beginning of the story that he wasn't sure which day would be the day because he was kind of going with like how we both felt. And so th- all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a crow comes. And it just became like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but a crow lands and starts crowing around and making crow sounds. 
So I had told Daniel in the past that I feel like my dad comes to me in the form of a crow. He's not like a pigeon because he's not like a meat Those were bad omens, Jen. I'm going to Google that. I think you're No, it's not a bad omen. Okay. That's just the book. That's just Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Right, exactly. So um, they say like birds are a sign, feathers, um, dimes, or coins of sorts. So birds, birds are right. mostly the most mostly it. Exactly. I think mom, um, my mom's a blue jay or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I have always felt my dad was a crow because of different things that have happened in the last five and a half years. So like there was one time where we were pushing a car that was dead, me and my cousins, and. I hear a crow and then I see a human being come out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere with long brown hair, like a like Native American person came running out of nowhere, pushed the car with us and then disappeared. My cousins can speak to this. We're like, who the hell was that man? Where did he come from and where did he go? Anyway, I was like, my dad definitely helped because he Whoa. was like, my daughter does not push cars. So it my was <laughs> it was so weird. But so crows have always been a thing, like in different days and times, like a random crow will show up and like squawk at me. And I'm like, why aren't you squawking at someone else? Why are you right here? So anyway, I have told Daniel this story and there was a crow that came and it was squawking. And I was like, oh, weird, a crow. Maybe my dad's here with us. Oh, he was like, fumble, 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 get on the knee. Hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. So then he told me later, he was like, I knew at that moment when that crow showed up, that was the day to do it. That was the moment to do it. Oh, you guys have to have a crow themed wedding. Probably not going to have a crow themed wedding, but you should get um, a crow tattoo on your neck. Crows instead of doves, right? When they say you may kiss the bride and then we're going to all release all crows. crows (laughs) Perfect. I think crows don't want to be held or released, but maybe at the wedding, a crow will fly over. I don't know. So as long as it doesn't poop. Lauren, we'll, we'll make that happen. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Good. That could be your I, I'm assuming we're invited. Yes. Yeah, we're, no, Rob, you're the, you're in the wedding. You're, you're uh, the ring bearer. That'll you be also- the first time I meet Daniel. Okay. <laughs> I hope you meet him at some point before that. But anyway, so that's what happened. It was pretty amazing. Then we still had one more champagne place to go to after this. And like, we were both so, he was so relieved that this thing was no longer his responsibility (laughs) and he had done it. And he hates keeping secrets, hates it. So I think that's partially why he would talk about proposing and getting engaged so much because that was his way of getting it out, but not doing it. So anyway, I think for him, he's like, holy shit, now I need really to drink champagne because I I need a release. And we kind of unloaded on the sweet, sweet champagne maker. And now we're hoping to have that like at our events, like that particular champagne brand we want to like have. Oh, that's nice. Did you guys after, so after it happened, you guys traveled a lot more. Yes. And one of the things he said was um, he didn't want to like steal the fire from like his buddy getting married. Yeah. So before you answer that, the question I had before that was, spending that much time together with somebody tends to put pressure on stuff. Did you guys, were there fights that happened after that? That you were like, the ring became like a weapon, not like physical, but like I could take it off. I could take it off at any point. (laughs) Um, So it didn't Uh become, we didn't really fight. We had like a couple like disagreements or like moods maybe because of long days or being hot mm-hmm. or tired or like over making decisions or whatever the case may be. But like we don't really fight so much as like maybe there's a disagreement and then it's like a lack of communication, a breakdown of communication. And then we're in a mood about that and we've got to like solve for all of that. But It's so interesting to be, not to interrupt you, but back to like what the podcast is about, like 
all my friends that were single, 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 and now they found this person and it happened kind of quickly, but like are in this like solid foundation relationship. They all say, we don't fight. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh, we know how to fight or we know how to do this. All of them are like, we don't really fight. We just kind of communicate and talk it through. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's not a beautiful, like smooth communication. Sometimes it's a little choppy or clumsy or we hurt each other's feelings because we say something a certain way, but then we talk about it. Or maybe like, for example, the other night something came up, we were talking about like some business deal that maybe we wanted to invest in and it didn't go the way he wanted it to. And so then it kind of escalated a little bit, but then like I was a little bit upset and then he was like, I just need to decompress. And so I wouldn't say we went to sleep perfectly, but we communicated where we were at so that it didn't become something else and escalate to the point of like an entirely different thing. But so while we were on the trip, we got along super well. That's also why we moved in together is because we know that we get along really well and like being in each other's space and time and don't, we don't get annoyed with each other. And if we do, it's kind of like silly stuff, but, um, the times that we did have a little bit of a situation, we would not say so much like, you know, I could take this ring off, but more of like what a sign the ring is. So it's like, you know, I want this forever. Or like, I don't, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings or like, that's not my intention or, uh, no, we're thinking long-term, like both of us, like that's what the ring means. Like, so it kind of pointed to what it resembles more than it being a weapon, I would say. Mm. And it is kind of nice, but I mean, listen, you get engaged and sometimes people get engaged that aren't meant for each other. They just think that's the next step. Sometimes people um, get engaged and then they break up after. Like it doesn't mean anything, just like even getting married, you could get divorced or what have you. Or It's not what it used to. No, you know, it's for better or for worse in the hopes that we can do both of those, you know, but there are people that give up. Like we've talked about that, Lauren, uh, we've talked about why you think people throw in the towels so early or don't try. But I think what we have is something that we both want and we really respect each other and we really like each other and we want it to work. We don't like, I, my biggest argument with him is about his health. I'm like, you have high cholesterol. Stop eating goddamn Iberian ham. And that's not even, that's not even argument. That's nagging. Straight up nagging. No, it's a realistic conversation that he's older. And if he wants to have a long life and he wants to consider having children or do all these adventures and sailing, like you got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Lauren, I think it's important to remember too, like, okay, yeah, you know, um, relationships are ever changing. So maybe you're at this stage right now. Well, if something else happens, if something changes, good or bad, thing people react differently and things happen. And so then how will you then, let's just, I'm being specific now, how then will you handle that argument? Or when, when you're dealing with A, B, and C, maybe it's not so easy to communicate so fluidly. All these things are fine. Like Rob, you were bringing up all your friends that don't fight or whatever. Um, I think everyone's idea of fighting or not fighting is different too. Like I always think just when there's a disagreement, I would call that like an argument, even if it doesn't turn into an actual fight. But like, Mm. I think it's good to keep in mind that those things are always possible or are probably going to happen. So you just have to know like this ring is the commitment. Like we are going to get through those things. 
of course there are boundaries there. Yeah, it's saying it's saying I choose not to leave this. And it's right. okay if you then do go on a trip and you actually do argue or I'll speak for myself. You do have kids and you're fucking tired and you might have talked about how you're going to handle this parenting situation 5 years ago, but that's not how it fucking happens when you're in the moment. Right. Like or things change or you thought you were going to do it that way, but that's not how it fucking is. Like how people say I would definitely break up with someone if they cheated on me. Well, then someone cheats on somebody and you're like, "Wait a second, hold on. There's like a background right. to this or whatever." I, so, speaking about being in the moment, are you yeah. are you actually enjoying the moment? Because be, let me be, piggyback with that, Rob, because Jen texted me, "I'm engaged." And then 24 hours later texted me, are you free for an engagement party this day? And so I want to make sure you're enjoying the moment because it was only 24 hours later that the engagement party was being. Yeah, but that's, that's the way the whole thing has been. You guys have like landed in one spot and then like looked to the other instead of like taking in the scenery, like you started dating and then you were looking towards moving in and then you moved in and then you're looking towards engagement. Now you're engaged and now you already went wedding dress shopping. You have to start planning a wedding, but. Yeah, but you don't have to do it. I mean, she, she's been back in the United States for 48 hours. But how, so how do you enjoy your trip that you're in your bubble, but then also talk about planning because you have weddings. No, you can talk about it, but I feel like, like, like Jen moves to the next big thing quickly. How are you enjoying the moment? Okay. So I would say (laughs) just to start from the beginning of the 24 hours after and the engagement party. So we knew that we were going to be gone a handful more weeks. So, you know, we didn't want to necessarily get back and then start planning because Daniel has people traveling in for things. I don't necessarily. So it's more important for his people to know because we've got people flying in from Philadelphia, uh, San Francisco, uh, his uh, aunt and uncle who live in Arizona. If there are any other people that want to come in that would make the trek that, you know, would like his parents, they're in Australia. They're not coming for the engagement party, obviously, but the point is, is that like there are different logistics to figure out. So we were just starting to look at it. We also had 24 hours a day with each other and nothing else to do. So we started talking about it. We also talked about a million other things. Listen, when you think that I look toward the future and plan ahead daily, Daniel sends me a house in a different state to look at for our future house. Wow. <laughs> so I think when you dream with somebody, you kind of cover a lot, a lot of topics. There is planning involved. We're also no spring chickens. If we do at some point want to try for having a kid, like we don't want to do it tomorrow, but we would want to get married in our world. We want to get married first before we get to that. So we're trying to follow a certain process of like what we deem as traditional and what we want it to be. Um, also his parents aren't getting any younger. They're 80 and they live in Australia. So mm. There's a lot of that. And I think we have fun talking about plans. He's a planner too, as I've mentioned. So that was where that started. Have Has anything actually gotten planned? Zero things. In fact, it's super overwhelming to both of us. So nothing has actually been planned other than we picked a date for our engagement party. Now, did I go wedding dress shopping? Yes, but it was because I had a friend in town from San Francisco and that was like a fun thing to do. We just got back in town. She was the first one to visit and she's one of my best friends. So I didn't also want her not to be a part of that, but it was like a really last minute thing that we threw together on like a Friday afternoon. Um, and so then Kate actually came cause she's like, 
wait, you're going? I want in. And I was like, okay, it's a weekday. If you want, we're going to Century City. Sorry, it's far. But it was not a formal activity. Um, I'm going again with Lauren. We just threw that one on the calendar for Sunday. So will I decide on my dress right away? No, but like, this is fun. And I'm kind of just going with the flow actually more than you probably think I would, Rob. Um, We don't know when our wedding is going to be. I want to say it's going to be next year sometime during the summer if someone will have us, but I don't know who's planning it. I hope somebody will. Yeah. Well, (laughs) if the parents are 80, are you going to go, is it going to be in this country? Because you haven't met them. You haven't met his parents. Only by FaceTime a couple times. And like, we're on a group chat. They like know who I am. He tells them about me all the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, I w- would hope so. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. He's like, oh, surprise. I have a fiance. And they're like, what? He tells them about me all the time. Okay. So Jen. But yeah. So the, the wedding will be in Santa Barbara. We have a tie to that. That was our first trip. We don't want it to be far. We want it to be convenient for most people. Um, those that are traveling from other countries hopefully will come. And if they can't, then since I haven't been to Australia yet, we're like, we'll do another celebration mm. there at some point where those people can hang out with us at a bar. <laughs> and maybe we'll do our our honeymoon from Australia wherever he wants to go. I don't really, yeah. So we have, but we have to plan for those things, you know. That, that, that but you can take you can take a month off and just relax and be in it, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, we just need to plan the engagement party, which is in August. So originally, we we're going to do it in July, but then I was like, holy shit, someone's got to plan it. That's too soon. Also, we just spent all this money in Europe, like. Also, Lauren wasn't going to be able to make it. There were a couple other people we were pissed that wouldn't be able to make it. So we were like, no, there's no rush on this engagement party. We're going to have it in August. Well, I am getting another tattoo in San Diego in August. So there will be a weekend that I'm, I don't know when it is yet, but I'll be up in LA. Wait, can you plan accordingly? We pick the date. Uh, I'll let you, what's the date? Well, tell, just text oh, me the yeah, date, well, but, I but I only, I have to go by what dates they have available for August right. and then I'll well, then like, just stay. Hopefully. Yeah. And then I'll just come up to LA and stay. So Jen, do you think that play, I know for you and Daniel, it works and the pace of your relationship is very consistently like quick. So it makes sense. But do you think there is an upside to planning a wedding right away for anybody? Like, I mean, you're enjoying the moment at the same time you're planning. And if someone want is afraid to do that because they don't think they're not going to be enjoying the moment, like it's okay. Right. And what is the upside to planning right away? Like just, I think, well, to piggyback on that, I have had friends who have had bridal books. Like my friend Brittany, she grew up in Kentucky and she when the second she had engaged, she pulled out a book she has and she was five years old about all the stuff she wanted for her wedding. And it was straight away, right away started planning. But her relationship took a long time and had a lot of bumps. And then the engagement came kind of like a like, are we doing this or not? You know what I mean? Type deal. So when that engagement came, she's like, okay, the engagement just means ready, set, go for wedding. It didn't mean anything else. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't so a stage. But you've been going fast. Yeah, but we don't want to rush the wedding. Like we're not having it in a month. There's no rush to any of this. Like we want a long engagement. We want to enjoy it. We want to spread out the expenses. <laughs> we want to go visit the venue location just as an excuse to have more trips. <laughs> you know, we, I think really are not in a rush when it comes to that at all. Um, the planning is mostly, we like planning. And when you do have people traveling and things like that, or, you know, you're not getting any younger, you probably want to give yourself a time frame for when your wedding is so that you have, you don't stretch it out too much. Cause like when you hear people are engaged for 
um, you know, a year and a half, two years, and they haven't even started planning yet. It's like, well, so are you actually going to get married? Are you just staying engaged? Or is the ring just, yeah, is the ring just a sign of commitment in itself? Exactly. There's so many things. Or like in your case, Lauren, like you guys got engaged, then you decided like, okay, for us, it makes more sense to start trying for a baby first because you don't know how long that's going to take. And then the pandemic happened and like that'll delay things further. And like, there's just, everyone's got their own path for us. Starting to think about the plans is fun for us. Are right. we actually planning? That's the way your brain works. Right. It's fun too. It's fun to like go. We went to Carmel when yeah. we engaged and like went around and we went to um, Catalina and we went around to places. It was actually fun. We did, we did start planning and then I felt that we felt that trying for kids became more important than um, yeah. what that happened. Makes sense. Planning. Yeah. I mean, especially like when, if you are of a certain age and you know, physically, you don't know what it's going to look like when you start trying for a baby. Like if I were 25, that wouldn't even be a thought. I'm 38 and maybe we want a kid. I don't know. So, and he's not getting any younger this year. He turns 50. So no. these things are all relevant to our situation. I, I don't know what's going to happen when I find somebody, right. I might, I might be fucking a six monther. Right. I might be like engaged. I might be like, I found you. I know it's you. I'm proposing tomorrow. I know it's been three weeks. My name's my last name spelled E V O R S. <laughs> just so you know, just so you remember. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't you just, yeah. So I get it. I get it. But like just being a spectator and watching it happen so fast. You have to ask and we have to protect. A hundred percent. So, also- also, on our, our, sorry, go. No, go ahead. Just on our side, like we're taking it one day at a time. Like we keep saying we're going to talk about the engagement party, but instead last night we watched Platonic, uh, went for a long walk and then bought a new TV because of Amazon Prime Day. So we did not plan our engagement party. So he actually says to me, he's like, listen, give me my tasks. I will handle them. You handle your tasks. Let's divide and conquer. And because I said to him, I'm like, I feel like you proposed and now you're like, the hard part's over. Actually, the hard part's just started and it's overwhelming to me. I can't even go to the grocery store without a panic attack. Like we need to work on this together. So he's going to handle certain things that help me do more steps and like just put feelers out there and start the process. But again, we don't want it to actually break us. We want to have fun with it. And we know generally what we want. And I actually wish somebody could just be like, here is option A, B, or C. They're all within your budget and they're all within the time frame you want to get married. Pick. I don't want the Cheesecake Factory. Too many options. (laughs) I agree. It's very overwhelming. Jen, who do you think is going to be the bridezilla or the groomzilla? And do you think you're going to have like disagreements along the way? How will you handle Hmm. it? Okay. I'll answer the second question first. The thing that I think might be the most challenging is going to be the guest list because Daniel has less people in the U.S. and he doesn't think that people from outside of the country will necessarily come. So in his mind, he wants a small wedding. And I already made my list. So I know how many are on it. He, The next step, like I told you, I gave him some assignments are please put together your list. We need to like actually look at the numbers here and then decide what we want to do. Also, if we fall in love with a venue and they can only fit this many, then we need to look at that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like chicken and egg situation here, but um, that has been our only point of contention. Um, we already decided on a budget. Obviously that may change depending on what happens as we dive in. Um, we also both realize about ourselves in Europe. We need things to be refundable and cancelable because we change our mind 
all the time and we are so lazy. So like we have all these aspirations for things, but then we're like, ah, we don't really feel like doing that. So um, we kind of want that flexibility there too. Like even the engagement party, we're planning that. We're like, oh, should we have it? <laughs> so there's a lot of that. But I think as far as Groomzilla or Bridezilla goes, I will have probably more things that I care about. He will have less things, but he might be very groomzilla-y about those things. He's already getting on my case about the vendors providing food and wine and things. He's like, I'm like, just you're that. Handle that. That's your world. And now he's like, oh, well, what about music? I don't want songs that like don't I don't relate to. I'm 50. I don't want like what the kids are listening to today. He doesn't like, want hey. he doesn't want genuine pony. No. No, uh, that's the thing I was going to say too, is that don't get caught up. And I know this is easier said than done, especially from somebody who's never been through it, but like to get caught up in what's beautiful about what Lauren and, and James did was that they did it for themselves. Right. Yeah. It's like, don't, don't do it for the other people and the guests. There's no reason why Dan should be listening to genuine pony, whoever the fuck that is. While you, know you don't know who genuine is and you don't know who, what the song pony is. You're horny. Let's oh, I thought Genuine Pony was the name of a person. That's like a long time ago. Dan would know that song, but he doesn't relate to that song. Let's just well, okay, but there's there just shouldn't be anything that he doesn't relate to because of 100%. a guest that's coming, right? No, and that's what we've the journey of being engaged and then having all those days and times together, and then going to a wedding. Like we got to talk through a lot of that stuff, and what we realized is what we want is our wedding to be representative of us. We want it to be like a little weekend getaway. So if you were going to go on a road trip with us, this is what we usually do. This is the vibe. Like imagine I have, we have a European villa, which is Daniel's dream. And you're at our dinner party at our European villa. And it's just really romantic, but like beautiful and elegant and timeless and very fun. Like we also want it to be fun and we don't want anything to be trends. We're like, we want to get rid of this, this, and this. He even asked me, or somebody asked me about like Jewish traditions. I'm like, no, I don't want some of them. No, mm. thank you. Don't put me in a goddamn chair in the air. No, yeah. thank you. So, not interested. Do I want like the chuppah, which is the like little gazebo and for us and to say our vows we also want friends to marry us. We're, we're like, we were looking up a I'm certified from the universal church of Christ or God. Okay. I'm, I'm a certified pastor. Okay. Well, I, I did it for, also... for Bo and Stasi, but they didn't use me. They used Taylor, whatever. Okay. But, well, I'm worried about things you might say that might be a little unhinged. So I, I would follow us. I'm, I'm an actor. I follow a script very, yes, very but well. You also don't like when I am controlling. So <laughs> this was, this would be one time I'd let you control. <gasps> let me do it. Let me we'll do talk it. About it. That would be the first time I meet Dan. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, before we, because we are going to continue to talk about this until it happens. Oh yeah. We, we, this is going to be a conversation. I can't wait to watch because you went through it, Lauren, and I wasn't here for the podcast and now Jen's going through it. Maybe I go through it at some point, but like, this will be fun to watch you give us updates yes, on like where you are and what's gonna, going on. We're going to keep updating you all in real time too. But before we end this show, Jen, do you have, this might sound odd to ask you, but do you have any advice to a dude that is thinking about proposing to his girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, like about after you've experienced it being on the other side, like do's and don'ts? Absolutely. So I would say ask questions that gauge what that person would want. Um, but then also take the reins and make it special and a surprise because I hear sometimes about people like going to the jewelry store and, and like they pick out the ring together and 
I think that kind of takes out the like surprise element of it or the chivalry of it. But Daniel knew what I liked and don't like. I didn't want a crowd or a flash mob. I don't want my whole friends and family there. I didn't want it to be like anybody else's experience. I wanted it to be ours. And so he feels the same way. So it really worked out. But he knew I would love France. You know, I love everything French. He knew that we love a good view and to be relaxed and to just, you know, hang out and have it be very us. So I think when you know somebody very well and you actually ask them questions about what they like, then you could put something together with your own creativity. That is really fun. What I also will say now knowing from Daniel, he looked into like services that provide proposal opportunities. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's a different time. You can look into that shit, but don't do that because they upcharge you for the same experience that you would normally do to, when you call it a proposal, the price skyrockets. Yeah. So in our case, he just booked an Airbnb experience and made that our proposal, but it was drastically less expensive than had he done any of the other things he looked into. And I guess he did a lot of research, which I appreciate about him that he really is good at that stuff, but don't go with something that is typically a proposal because you will be wasting money on the one day you ask somebody something. It could go wrong. It could be whatever. The person could be in a bad mood. Like, do something that's a little bit more natural. And I like that he had days that he – Yeah. I like that he had days that were like, like – Right. It could be any of these days. It wasn't necessarily – I'm sure he had something planned for the next day if you didn't have that champagne tour, right? He had something it like set been up. Just at the hotel, honestly. The hotel was beautiful. So – yeah. In our case, also, I would say having the time to like kind of be in the moment after was really nice. Like if somebody proposes on a Sunday and you go back to work Monday, I don't know that you really get to sit in that, you know, but listen, as, as a guy, we just to speak for our gender real quick, like we, that's the one time where we aren't selfish. That's the one time when we are like 100% tuned into what that other person wants, because most of the time it's about the other person that you're doing it, right? You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the other person and you listen to what they want and you pick up little things along the way. So I think that's kind of like a general rule. It's like you just, you, you figure out, you listen and you ask questions and you know what they want by the time you do it. You don't just do it. You know, if you like Chuck E. Cheese and well, they want to be in France. But there's a way to, because some people like, I really want to be totally surprised, but I think like there's a way to still get information. And then even if it's a total surprise, like that the engagement is happening, clearly you would know your, that your yeah, best friends, family, that. there's all sorts of but, ways yeah, to I do it. Going into her phone. Total ways <laughs> to do it. Yeah. There are ways So asking questions and even a, like it can be a upfront way or a sly way, but asking questions is great. Like don't be but the same thing also as the ring. Like people were asking me after that, like, did he pick this on his own? Like, wow, he did so great. I'm like, he asked questions. He wanted to know what I wanted. And I think well, he you know, also the- sent away for like ring molds and you yeah. tried on. So it was like going to a store and trying a ring on, to be fair, Jen Golden. But yeah, but like he didn't propose. I never knew when it was coming. Like he yeah. would do things so sporadically, like January and then April and then random. So like, I didn't, it didn't tip me off that it was going to be like the next day. It didn't feel like it was, um, clinical, if you will. In this case, it kind of felt like an ongoing project he had that he sometimes tapped on me to ask me questions about. But, um, 
he did a really good job of balancing asking me questions and surprising me. And surprising you. He spread it all out. He spread it all out. I didn't know exactly what the ring was going to look like because I had told him different things. But at the end of the day, I was like, listen, I like this, this, or this. Like, this is kind of the gist. But you pick. I want it to be something you are excited to see on my hand because you picked it for me. So before we go uh, for the eighth time, (laughs) we should acknowledge the fact that today is your year anniversary, isn't it? Today's the the year anniversary. It is. I actually said to him, thank you. I had actually said to him, Wait until we've been together a year. That seems like a normal thing to do. I yes. don't know. Yes. Yes. So then, it, it just, it's been a really quick year. It's been a really quick year. Well, for everybody, but us, I think when you look at our relationship progressing. But so when he would say things like, oh, we're going to wait till we get back when Mochi can be there or when I bought the ring, you also told me I can't do it before a year. So he would actually hold that against me. And I was like, I'm never saying anything again. Why do you, you never listen to me. Why now? So, um, I really didn't think it was happening. Well, I think it's great advice to ask questions, but then also add your element of surprise and tip off a little bit. Um, And, you know, enjoy the moment, but like you can have fun planning also and like then just sit in the moment on certain days, kind of like spread it out over. I mean, the planning does take a while and um, everything is its own like set of plans, the dress, the cake, the food, the venue, all of it. So it does get kind of stretched out. So I'm sure you guys will figure out how to make, you know, charts, if you will, for all of these calendar dates and charts and all of the fun Excel spreadsheets. So Jen's just, just getting started here. Just getting started. But yes, we are, we were, so happy to come back from our little summer break and so happy to come back with this news for everybody. So we're going to keep you all posted on how things are going. We're going to continue to talk about this and we are going to continue to talk about all of our relationship and dating and love stuff on this show. So please keep tuning in, subscribing, rating, commenting, sharing with your friends. And if you want to continue to join the class of master daters with all of us and follow Jen's wedding, don't forget to follow us on social media at complicated show. And Jen, where can everyone find you? You could find me at Jennifer golden on all the social medias and the not.com. <laughs> the what.com? The, the not. not. It's a wedding site. <laughs> oh my God. You could find me on Instagram Still not thread or anything like that, but just Instagram, F Forever's Evers, F O R E V E R S E V O R S. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds as well. All right, guys, we will see you next week. We're back. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, Come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.